Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book by Joseph Prince, The Power of Right Believing, Seven Keys to Freedom from Fear, Guilt, and Addiction. Experience freedom from condemnation. She had struggled frantically when she was suddenly yanked from the bed and hauled into the streets by men from the temple. But she was no match for the rabble that had seized her, and her bare feet now struggled to find their footing as she was roughly shoved from all directions. Cold fear hammered deafeningly in her heart, almost drowning out the scornful taunts of the people drawn into the streets by the commotion. She had sinned, and she knew what was coming. A few months earlier, she had witnessed a woman trying to crawl away as one after another. Heavy stones were violently hurled at her by the scornful mob called upon to execute God's justice. She still remembered how she had to choke back the bile that rose in her throat while she saw the mangled body of the bloodied woman after her executioners had finally dispersed. She never imagined that she would one day face the same fate. She had never set out to commit adultery. She knew that it was a mistake to meet him alone. It was a terrible mistake, and now it was too late. According to the law of Moses, capital punishment was the price for adultery. There was no escape. Dragged into the temple precinct like a rag doll, she vaguely recognized the fragrance of the offerings being made on the bronze altar. Though she didn't understand the significance, the smell had always given her comfort as a child growing up in Jerusalem. Snatches of her father telling her that God would rain his blessings down upon their family as the smell of the sacrifice ascended to heaven flashed in her mind's eye. Just before the mob of religious Pharisees abruptly stopped and threw her before the feet of a man they called teacher, she knew her trial had begun, that this man must be her chief executioner, the religious judge who would officially sentence her to death before they dragged her out of the city to be stoned. Shiveringly, uncontrollably, she bowed her head and tried to cover her eyes with her hair as best as she could so that she could not see the clamoring crowd converging around her as they all awaited her sentence. Then her merciless accusers fired the first salvo. Teacher! This woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? Anticipating further humiliation, she braced herself for the condemning words of judgment that she was sure would come from the teacher. But she heard nothing except a deafening silence. It was as if the teacher had not heard the accusatory charges read against her. 
then from the corner of her eye, she saw the teacher stooping down and writing with his finger on the ground. The Pharisees poised with rocks in their hands and infuriated by this delay demanded, what do you say, teacher? Do we stone her now? The teacher stood up before them and she heard a voice so resounding with majesty that her breath caught in her throat, articulating each word with a perfect blend of authority and compassion. He declared, he who is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone at her. And then he stooped to the ground once more and resumed writing as though the leaders of the synagogue were not even there. His words bewildered her. Who was this teacher? Why was he defending her, a sinful woman and an adulteress? Was this the man from the small village of Nazareth that everybody was talking about? The man who heals the blind and makes the lame walk again? The man whom they say hates legalism and loves sinners? Is this the man? Who is this man? As these questions whirled around in her frightened mind, she heard the sound of her salvation thud, thud, thud. The rocks that would have battered her to death fell to the ground one by one. The sandals of all those who had dragged her to the temple turned and moved away. The crowds that had gathered also began to disperse since it became clear that there would be no spectacle. After some time, all she could see were the teacher's sandals. He lifted her head and she saw his face for the very first time. It was a face of compassion and love, a face that glowed with acceptance and assurance. She let her pent-up tears flow as he asked her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Throughout her ordeal, no one had spoken to her. She had not mattered. All that had mattered was that she had done the deed and that it warranted her death. But now her accusers had left, and the man who had rescued her was speaking to her and looking at her as if she mattered. Gratefully, she breathed, No one, Lord. She knew beyond a doubt that this teacher was no ordinary teacher. That is why she addressed him as Lord and not teacher, like the Pharisees did. He was Jesus everyone was talking about. Then she heard the words that she would never forget for the rest of her life. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. As she made her way home, she recounted these words to herself over and over again. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He had saved her life 
And she knew that it would never be the same again.